This episode of the Real Health Podcast is brought to you by Nourish and Brunch, my not-for-profit side hustle, holding events for women to nourish, connect, and grow. Sunday, June 20th in Wangaratta. Tickets are available through the link in the show notes. Freedom comes from knowing for this next hour, I'm intentionally doing something unproductive because you've scheduled that time out and I know that the rest of the day, I'm intentionally striving for this outcome. Hello guys and welcome back to The Real Health Podcast. Today is an interview episode with my friend Jess Lynn, who is a health and productivity coach. Jess lets us know how she stays on top of her really hectic schedule. Little chat about priorities, motivation, stay organized, time management, and also productivity. I know that you guys are going to absolutely love this episode. Without further ado, here is my interview with Jess Lynn. Jess, welcome to the Real Health Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have a chat with you. So am I. I want to dive into the first question straight away, which is what I ask every single one of my guests. What does real health mean to you? I believe real health stems from like a variety of things in your life. Um, Health and well-being to me is just far more than what you put in your mouth, how you move your body. It's about your mindset, how you perceive your life in areas like your relationships, your home environment, your career, all those facets that make up this extraordinary thing called life. And I mean, you can have impeccable nutrition and training, but if your relationships is on the rocks, if you have major financial strain, this all plays a part in creating stress. And as we know, stress is a modern day killer without sounding too dramatic, but it honestly contributes to some of the leading causes of death. So I think health to me is about just making sure that you are self-aware of all those areas in your life and you're constantly pouring energy into them. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think you exaggerated at all. Like stress is so detrimental to health. You're so true. It's so true because it's so multifaceted. Like you said, you could be eating the most nutrient-dense diet, but if you're super stressed and you're not even able to absorb the nutrients. Mm-hmm. So so important. We'll go next into our next segment, which is the real recap. So tell me how your last seven days have been. My last seven days. um, Okay. What day are we at? (laughs) Thursday. Um, The last seven days has been, has been good. I'm currently in a bodybuilding comp prep at the moment. So a lot of my time and energy is focused around my nutrition, just um, that extra kind of discipline and just being quite meticulous with my food and my training so um yeah like this week I've just been focusing on like my energy and trying to make sure that I have um, more energy to pour into my work as well as other things in my life I've had a few coaching calls this week as well every second week I do coaching calls so that's this week um and I do those after my work day so I'm also uh, a full-time engineer which we'll probably get into yeah I love when I do my coaching calls after work because it just like gives me this like second wind um and I'm not sure if like you have your one-on-one clients as well but like 
you just come off those calls feeling so inspired and um yeah so it's been a really good it's really been a really good week and I'm super grateful that I'm working from home at the moment because the weather is not that great to be out and about traveling places so um yeah it's it's been a good productive week so far I love that you've touched on your work a lot because I think it's obviously a big part of who you are and it's crazy that you're like everything that you're balancing on your plate so I want you to just do a little summary of like who you are, what you do and how I guess do you find that balance? Like, yes, it's really energizing to work with clients, but I can imagine after a long day, like in the work that you do, it is also like an energy outpour. So how do you maintain that? Yeah. Okay. So I'm originally from Perth. So I moved here about three years ago um, and I live with my now eight month old Frenchie um, and my fiance. I love how I just talk about my Frenchie first before my fiance. I'm a health coach. I have been a health coach for a year and a half now and also a full-time engineer. And yeah, like my day-to-day is just like eat, train, sleep, repeat pretty much. But um, a lot of my fulfillment and daily, I guess, joy comes from helping other people with their health and fitness. And that's becoming more apparent to me um, as, as I age, as, as, as life goes on. How I, how I manage all that, I mean, I am definitely not perfect and I think there really there isn't a, a such thing as perfect balance or this thing called work-life balance. I think we all go through phases in our life where maybe we have a high demand um, or pressure in our career that takes priority because it's crunch time for a project. Or like for instance, I'm in a bikini um, bodybuilding comp prep, but my my nutrition and fitness then takes priority over social commitments and things like that. But I'm like fully aware and I'm empowered to choose every day to pour into those areas of my life knowing that it is contributing to a big goal or like a bigger journey and that it will create mental resilience and um, growth further down the track when it comes to balancing things it's a big part of it is being self-aware of like where you are at in life and knowing well like understanding where where is this going to take you and for what purpose is this going to pour into and if you can't answer that question then you need to reevaluate where you're spending your time and whether what you're doing in your day-to-day is actually contributing to what you want later on in life. And so I guess some like practical tips and strategies that I use for creating balance in my life is I'm very strategic about how I spend my time and a, a, the platform that I use is Google Calendar. I'm uh, very like meticulous with my Google Calendar and I feel that some people may look at that and like see my calendar and be like, oh my gosh, like every hour is blocked out. I don't know how you can be like, you know, trained, chained to your calendar like that. But I honestly feel like freedom comes from uh, knowing that, you know, for this next hour, I'm intentionally doing something unproductive because you've scheduled that time out. And I know that for the rest of the day, it's I'm intentionally striving for this outcome and so just being able to um, time block that way uh, really helps me manage all my different commitments it helps me know what's coming up for the day and how I need to show up what sort of person I need to be Um, you know like I'm using different sides of my brain when I go from engineering to health coaching to being present with my friends and my family and so um, just yeah I guess just just planning ahead and and knowing what you have coming up for the day is really important. That's interesting that you bring that up because I think, yeah, a lot of people would probably look at your calendar and think, 
this is insane. But if we do take a look at like pretty much everyone's lives, you are going to have a full day. It's just that when you plan for it, you leave room to, you know, feel present and actually feel prepared and organized. Whereas if you're just going off the cuff, then it's probably going to feel even more hectic because you're not planning. And a big difference for me recently, because I took on a new role at the beginning of the year. So my time was just like all out of whack and I had to change a lot of routines was that preparation phase. And I'd imagine it would be the same for you. I feel like you would have a really awesome morning routine to set you up and get you into that. So talk me through that. And in routine in general, why do you think it's so important? And what benefits do you see when you when you implement that morning routine? And then sometimes when you miss it, what's the difference there? Mm, that's a great question. And I think like morning routines, it's definitely a term that we talk about a lot now. And some people maybe feel like they don't need a structured morning routine. And I believe there are some people there who thrive not having a very structured morning routine. Um, But for the people who do, or even for the people who don't, it's good to have like a menu of things to, to go through, whether it be in that order or not. But like you can... Like I just think it's so crucial to have at least 30 to 60 minutes in the morning like to yourself to gather your thoughts, to pause uh, with no distractions before, you know, the other demands of your life come rushing in and like the stresses and things like that. So I think it's important to like just take a second to just check in with yourself and be like, how am I feeling? What do I need today? What like it, maybe it's not like a hectic 30-minute workout first thing in the morning. Maybe it's like, you know, a 30-minute walk. Maybe that's what you need. So um, I think people get scared when they like lock in a morning routine. They feel like it needs to be like this daily thing that they're consistent with no matter how they feel. I, I can honestly say that I have a morning routine that I've mastered over quite a long time, swapping things out here and there. It changes with different phases of my life. But I am very kind of in tune with how I'm feeling and I know based off experience what will give me the energy um, and like the right headspace to perform as best possible in the day. So I just think like 30 to 60 minutes in the morning to yourself um, and, you know, a, a few things that I do, um, well, I can run you through my morning routine. I, at the moment I wake up at around 5, 5.30 in the morning. Um, the first thing I do is I drink like 500 mils of water before coffee um, it's really important because coffee is acidic um, and it can do some bad things for your gut. So definitely get just getting the water in, flushing out any toxins from the night or from, you know, previous. And then um, I turn my kettle on, I go wash my face, um, I come back, make my coffee, um, I have my pre-workout. I'm The moment I am obsessed with honey peanut butter on toast or on crusket you have not tried that combination it is life-changing especially with like a nice warm black coffee oh um I don't think I'll ever get sick of it but uh then I sit down and I go through a journal journaling practice and when I say it's good to kind of gather your thoughts sit, sit with yourself I mean I, like I highly suggest writing your thoughts down and that can be in the form of a journaling practice and I've got a, an array of questions that I've formulated over the over the I guess few years that I have been journaling that I feel um, prompt me to think about the things I need to and to kind of get to the bottom of how I'm feeling and work through emotions so I spend about 10 minutes doing that and then I check my calendar for the day I then do a big stretch. I have suffered from, I guess, like really like stiff neck, upper back, you know, from working 
sitting down for long periods of time. And um, I think it just gets overlooked by a lot of people. People don't stretch or warm up their body first thing in the morning. So like stretching is really important to me. And whilst I'm doing that, I'll listen to a podcast as well. So this is all mostly like I don't really check any of my electronic devices other than like my calendar, which is on my phone and like a podcast, but I'm not there like uh, reading messages or scrolling through social media. That, that doesn't happen till after my workout. So after I stretch, listen to a podcast, change, um, get to the gym, come back, have my post-workout. While I'm having my post-workout, usually like protein oats or at the moment it's um, avocado, an egg and some toast. I'll like check my social media, um, check my emails, um, probably check my calendar again. And then I have like a weekly agenda or like a weekly planner where I've got sort of to-do items for each day that kind of need to get ticked off. And I just check that. And then at that point, I'm ready to start the day. So, and that like, that's by about 9, 9.30ish. But I think like this process may seem super, super long, but it like when I break it down into small steps, you know, those things can take anywhere from like one minute to like five minutes. And when you put that all together, it really can become like a quick 30 minute ritual or routine. And like, it all helps with just creating intention about your day. Like imagine waking up, not having that 30 minutes and not being able to do any of that stuff and just quickly getting having a pre-workout meal or like not even getting to the gym um, I know that for me myself I would not be able to perform at my best I would feel off I would be beating myself up in my head and thinking oh my gosh I should have just woken up earlier like it's only 30 minutes blah 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 so I think like it just it really sets the tone for the day um, and it can it just greatly impacts like the trajectory of the rest of my my entire day and um I just know that when I do my my morning routine I'm more than likely to have like a smooth stress-free day but when I don't I feel like things can creep into my thoughts a lot quicker I'm less um like confident with like what I'm doing how I'm spending my time more frantic when I haven't centered myself and figured out what's my priority if there's just one thing that and this is part of my journal practice if there's just like one thing that I want to get done today, like what is that? And then if I don't get that done, then yeah, maybe you can be you can be a little bit stressed out. But if there's just like this one, you're one non-negotiable and usually you can get one thing done in the day, then you're still progressing. So there's no reason to beat yourself up or stress out about it. Mm, exactly. And I'm glad you mentioned journaling. That's a staple in my routine as well. I think that sometimes journaling can sound a little bit intimidating to people who have never done it before. I know a lot of people are like, well, what do you even write about? Like, is it like I'm writing a story? What am I doing? I know it's different from person to person. It can really be whatever you want. But what have you seen in your life? How has journaling improved your life? How have you seen it improve your clients' lives? And how do you, what is your journaling process? Journaling has like greatly improved number one and not only I do do I see this in myself but also like my clients is like just improving your self-awareness like figuring out like how do you actually feel like how often do we actually ask ourselves that um so self-awareness about how you feel where you're at at life perspective on where you want to go in life like we don't spend enough time in that space like thinking about um the things that we can do today that are going to contribute to the the change that we want to see in our future I think we get caught up a lot in kind of the um, autonomy of each day and like not taking a second to think hey I'm busy but like are these things that are am I busy doing the things that are going to change my life for the better so self-awareness I find journaling also just gives you like a zest for life because it makes you stop and think about 
the things that you appreciate in your life, asking yourself what you're grateful for. And then also it just makes you um, appreciate the smaller thing, like the smaller joys in life. You know, when you think about what are you grateful for, you're grateful, you know, for this cup of coffee that I made this morning. I'm grateful to be working from home. I'm grateful to have roof over my head. I'm grateful to have all these different choices um, to eat in my in my fridge. I'm grateful for the support network I have. So I think self-awareness and yeah, that just that gratitude aspect of just being grateful for the small things. I have been consistently journaling like on a daily uh, morning and night time basis since I want to say the start of COVID. I really, d- I've noticed that I'd really needed to start doing some work around putting my emotions and thoughts on paper and um, on like a daily basis and and ma- just making it a part of my routine so that I could work through my emotions and, and improve my mental health like on a daily basis and somewhere to like foster positive affirmations. It's funny you say like when people think like journaling, but like what do you journal about? And I think like it takes it takes time. I started with what are three things I'm grateful for? I started and then I started with just how am I feeling? How are you feeling? What thoughts are coming up for you today? And honestly, just that one question, you could easily feel half a page. And when you answer the question, it's important that you ask yourself, but why? Like, why am I feeling that way? Because da 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 why did that make you feel this way? And just that question alone is a great starting point for anyone who is just starting out. From there, I just built on it. I kept doing research. I listened to a lot of podcasts who talk about journaling. I bought a lot of like journal template templates, um, like books that have uh, there are questions in there. High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. There's some really good questions in there. And I've just taken bits from where I felt those questions have really resonated with me um, at that time in my life. And um, I created my own kind of journal practice. So I have like four or five questions at the, in the AM, four or five questions in the PM from more of a reflective perspective. How did the day go? Um, what did you learn? How can you apply that to tomorrow? Are you feeling any resistance towards anything? Um, and so I put that together and I, I share that with my clients all the time. And um, actually just a few days ago, um, I was told by my graphic designer that the hard copies being delivered to me in the next couple of days, so I should expect them maybe today or tomorrow, which is really exciting to actually have a physical journal. I'll be very excited to share with everyone. Yeah, that's so exciting. So are they going to be available? Like are they on pre-sale or are they... How is that going to work? At the moment, um, they are. I'm putting together like a list of people who are interested in purchasing it. Um, for the first, I'm still trying to figure out how I want to roll this out as well because I want to create uh, a sense of community with it and um, like a kind of like a accountability group with it to enforce other healthy habits along with the journal because I think like not just journaling is a part of like we've t- like we've spoken about health or real health it's about implementing other healthy habits as well and I think if you can foster all those things and create this um and practice excellence in all those areas then you can really make that change and become your best self so first is going I'm going to be running a couple of giveaways um and I'll be formulating a wait list and then I guess we'll just have to um, wait and see for a, for a few. But definitely reach out to me and send me your email and I'll make sure that you guys are on the list for that. Yeah, amazing. I'm going to leave all of Jess's info below. So if you want to see, because this is probably going to be 
we're probably three weeks behind when you guys are going to be actually listening to this. So I'll pop all your info, Jess, and then they can suss it out from there. But I am really excited because I would like one. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. I will definitely send you one. Okay. So one of the reasons, I've, like I said I've, before we started recording, I found you recently on Instagram and I love your content. And I love all the quick little digestible tips and hacks because I'm a self-development junkie. I'm a growth junkie. But I also don't have time to sit down and like, you know, watch a 30 minutes head talk all the time. I love how digestible your tips are. So I want to talk in terms of mindset, what can the listeners do today or take away from today? Just a little chunk for them to set themselves up for success and set themselves up to be a more positive person. Firstly, thank you. I really appreciate your feedback. And um, yeah, your comments mean the, the, the best because when you put together digestible content, you want to make sure that it is um, absorbed in the right way. So I'm glad that it's making an impact. But for people who uh, really want to create a positive um, impact to their mindset, I think one of the biggest things like I've mentioned already is gratitude. And most recently, something else I have noticed that has made a huge impact to my mindset is reading and like reading good thought-provoking books that are based off like case studies um like self-development books I think um just like a couple of pages a night a couple of pages um before you start your day um just really kind of just gets you in a different headspace and can be really inspiring to just spark your your day in the right direction and think about how you can continually better yourself so definitely start reading and a a book that I'm reading at the moment is Grit by Angela Duckworth really really good book or Relentless by Tim Grover Um, they're all books around how Mm -hmm. you know you don't just need passion or talent to be successful or to have a fulfilling life Um, it takes you know constant daily actions it takes um, the relentless pursuit of you know pushing through the things that sometimes you don't want to do but knowing that you know there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that it's all for um, a good purpose and um, yeah grit is also a really good book it um, is like a case study on different successful people and how they practice grit um, and how you can improve your grit as well. I haven't heard of either of those, so I definitely need to get onto them because I'm I'm loving self-development books. I've I mean, I have been loving them for, for like years now. I also started reading some fiction stuff too, because I feel like it's really nice to at of a nighttime, because I found that when I was reading the self-development books of a nighttime, I was like pumped and like really inspired. And then I would like go to sleep. It was like not the right energy. In my morning routine, I used to always read a few pages of a self-development book. So now I need to get more diligent with that. And it takes me forever because at nighttime I fall asleep straight away. So I'll read like three pages then I'm like, all right, bye. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, I completely agree with um, reading a fiction book. I had to swap and do that as well because I was reading a book. Um, it was a self-development book. It was about storytelling and they had like worked examples and I was trying to read and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need a pen and paper to do this worked example. And I'm like, Jess, it's 10 p.m. at night. Like you're not going to like start studying this book. So I swapped to a fantasy book. Yeah, I ended up putting that down because I got a bit sick of it. But I think like just reading in general, I think no matter what. And if, if it does put you to sleep, then that's great because some people start, like suffer from not being able to switch off. It's better than watching TV, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, I have loved our chat, but I want to go into a little bit of rapid fire Q&A. So I want you to give me your best tip or two if you have them on the following topics so we're going to start with my favorite which I love following you for productivity sure productivity 
I would say scheduling focus time. By focus time, I mean uh, blocking out at least 20 to 30 minutes of deep thinking time to do no multitasking, no distractions, and just time dedicated to achieving an outcome by the end of the 30 minutes. Uh, going into a block of focus time, you already know like what you're trying to achieve. Um, and that itself has improved my productivity tenfold. Number two, sticking to routine. Usually when people don't stick to a routine, they don't have accountability. So whether you set up a spreadsheet where you actually track like how many times you've uh, hit your water intake, how many times you've you've eaten um, your, your meals, how many times you've trained, whether you have a, a space where you track your progress and you actively can tick it off every day or you find an accountability partner or if you're super serious about it, get a coach. Love it. And time management. Time management, um, time blocking, um, Google Calendar. Honestly, Google Calendar has changed my life. I was very much a hard copy person for so long, but ever since transitioning to a digital calendar um, and integrating different calendars and colors, um, that's been so, so impactful to my time management and my efficiency over the day. And last one, which is kind of tying this all together, but organization. For organization, like I sort of mentioned, like my Google Calendar is like my Bible. I wake up and I know exactly what I need to do. It includes all of my to-do lists on there as well, my to-do list items, which are timestamped. So um, I think a lot of people can create a, t- a to-do list with no kind of deadlines and you're less likely to get it done. Um, so, and I think if you do have a to-do list, um, it's good to categorize your to-do list with like, you know, whether it be work, personal. I find like lately that's really helped me if I have like little task items that I can't really set a time to, but I know I no need to get done over the day. If I categorize them with, uh, in personal um, work, health coaching, it just helps me kind of compartmentalize my tasks and I can execute them without feeling overwhelmed. Like there's just a big, you know, cloud of to-do items over my head. Love it. Thank you so much. I have so enjoyed chatting with you. I have one last question, which I think I'm really excited for your like project to come out, but if you could give one prompt for us, a journal prompt, what do you, what is a really powerful prompt that has really helped you in journaling? Aside from, you know, how you're feeling or like what thoughts are coming up from you, um, from you today, I think from a reflective perspective, kind of at the end of the day, asking yourself, what am I resisting today? That's a big one. I know that there's definitely things that I resist. Maybe I do it, but then I do feel like a lot of uh, resistance towards it. Um, It's really a powerful prompt to hone in on why you're resisting this and how can you change that going forward so that it doesn't become a big issue later on and um, lead to procrastination and just a lot of like negative thoughts in your mind. So uh, what are, what am I resisting today? I love that. And I don't journal of a PM, so maybe I need to introduce that and that prompt. <laughs> Definitely. I think like doing the reflective part is just as important as like the uh, setting yourself up for the day. So give it a try. Amazing. Jess, thank you so, so much. I know the listeners are going to love this episode. And I can't wait to see and hear more from you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. And that wraps up another interview episode on The Real Health Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can follow us on The Real Health Podcast Instagram at Real Health Podcast. Until the next episode, we wish you happiness and real health.